Hallo en baie welkom by Tunes Live. Ek is Jean Marais. Tunes Live is een geselserige program wat voortspreid vanuit Tunes Studio. Tunes Studio is een recording in een rehearsalstudio in Stellenbosch wat verskye muziekondersteuningsdienste bied soos rehearsalspace, recordings, live sound, muzieklesse, sowel as die verkoop van muziek instrumente en bykomstighede wat verskaf word en op ons vloer geplaas word door Paul Bachner Music, um, dan ook Notes Music School, waar uh, drum, basgitaar, gitaar en klaverboordlesse aangebied word, oftewel trom, as jy korek in Afrikaans sal wees, um, is binnenkant die polbachner tak in Stellenbosch. So gemaakt gerus ook daar draai en kyk wat hulle te bied het. So, in hierdie geselserige of gespreksverband programma, Het ons legend van Helderberg, sy naam is Craig V of Craig Viljoen. Hy is een man wat al diepspore getrap het in die bedrijf. Um, hy speel in een verscheidenheid bands, waarvan hy jou meer sal vertel in die podcast self, saam met onder andere Simon Potlock, wat die legendarische Lithium drummer is. Lithium is een rockband van die 90s, vir die van julle wat nie weet wie Lithium is nie. Um, Craig doen ook solo shows en hy vertel van sy solo shows en hoe hy dit benader, hy het een baie interessante benadering tot um, om covers te speel en ons gesels een bykie daar oor en die hele ding van we- klein venue speel en covers speel en daar kom ook een paar interessante stories uit. Um, hy het al baie getravel, so hy vertel bykie goeders van bands wat hy gesien het in Engeland en verskyde plekke nonsens wat hy aangejaag het ensovoort. Um, Julle sal hoor in die podcast dat uh, daar so nou in een klein onderbreking is waar daar gekyk word of die recorder nog loop. Ons het op een baie min batterijkrag hierdie ding opgeneem. So verskoon maar as daar hier en daar een uh, verandering in die tekstuur wil ek amper sê van die recording gebeur. Dit is dan maar net om te kyk of die recorder nog loop. Um, die onderhoud of onderhoud, <laughs> daar gebruik ek een vloekwoord, ek haard het om het onderhoud te noem. Die gesprek is um, in Engels gewees, want Craig is Engels, alhoewel sy van Viljoen is. So, verskoon toch vir die Afrikaanse luisteraars. Alright, ek denk ek het nou genoeg gebabbel en gebrabbel, en nou luister ons na die gesprekke en geselsies van Craig Wie. Yeah, bro, lekker. We've we've made it happen. Um, yeah. But first off, I don't know where you were born, bro. Ek, die, I don't know. Do you, does everyone know who I am? <laughs> hey! That doesn't matter. They can they can research you. <laughs> okay. Um, hello, ek is Craig V. Hello, hello, ek is Craig V. Research for us, please. Ek is ek was in Langebaan weggeboor. Okay, where's Langebaan weg? It's a military, it's an air force base um, just up from Langebaan itself on the west coast. So are you old enough to have been to the military? I am, but I didn't go. Why? How did you get that right? Um, this thing, dude, my father was, my father was a Navy guy, so I was born into the Navy. Ah. Um, 
so... So he kind of went to the Navy for you. <laughs> exactly. Man. My whole life, my whole upbringing was based around the Navy and uh, living in naval houses and, you know, fucking pulling weeds out in the front garden with a fork. And yeah? uh, if the hoover broke, you know, you used a, a, a brush. And that all happened in Langevin? No, no, that's just where I was born. But my mm-hmm. parents were staying in uh, Saldana at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the third. Fluid, of, fluid bosses. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm the third of four, uh, four kids. Brothers, yeah. sisters? Old brother, older sister, and younger sister. Okay. And who's who's the... How old is the oldest? He is 49. He's turning 50 this year. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Mm. Okay. So yeah. you're a little bit of a... Not large lump because there's one younger than you, but you're quite far apart, the, the brothers. How old do you think I am? <laughs> I think you're 13. Ah. <laughs> uh, you're probably like, I don't know, early 40s? <laughs> well, mid-40s. Thank you very much. Ah, okay. Yeah. You thought I was 13. Mm. Can, you, can you take your fucking hand off my leg, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's a rough one. Yes. Um, okay, so Saldana, then you, did you go to school in Saldana? Yeah, um, but that wasn't my formative years. From Saldana, mm. my dad got a job with the, um, with the uh, embassy, the South African embassy in Washington, D.C., in America. And, and so he took that job and his title was the assistant to the military attaché. What the uh, fuck is I, that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's French for fucking attach. I don't know. <laughs> mm. And um, he worked under like Constant Falloon at that time. And, and Pukpota, yeah, Pukpota's dad. Yeah, yeah. And, <clears throat> and that's where my younger sister was born. So um, we were there for, I think, two and a bit years. Uh, my dad was the guy that that went from the um, from the embassy for South African Airways flight landed in Dallas, which uh, is uh, not Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Air, airport in uh, in Washington D.C. My old man would mm. uh, take a car and a helicopter or something like that, and and um, go straight on onto the airplane as it landed, or as it docked, I should say. Mm. And then walk on and go straight into the cockpit, and there would be a safe in there, and whatever you'd have the code for the safe, and the safe would unlock, and then whatever briefcase was in there was handcuffed to my dad's arm, and then he would fucking make his way back to the embassy. And um, so, what would that cases have in them? Dude, I mean that's 1976, eh? Mm. So that is, that's in the heart of the whole um, apartheid. That's when television was introduced into something. <laughs> was it really? Mm-hmm. In the 70s? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what. But so, I don't know, it was, I guess it was information on all sorts of cuck. Okay. okay. But I, I really don't know what. what Documents. Was, you know, I was a little yeah, boy. Secret stuff. Okay. It's funny when I told Pete Boyter that. Yeah. Um, he was like, Ugh, he's got that, well, he had. Mm-hmm. Bless you, Pete, by the way. Yes. And your family. Respect. Um, big respect. I've, I, I, I um, made a song for you um, with Ruan Grobler. Anyway. Ooh, you have to talk about that, yeah. And um, anyway, uh, when I told Pete that, I actually I played at Pete's, uh, not at Pete's, I played at uh, Johan Smith's. Um, oh, uh, he's, he's his benefit. His benefit yes. in Pringle Bay. And yes. um, I, I mentioned this over the mic as well. That, uh, um, when I was telling Pete the story. <laughs> Of what my dad did there, and he worked for his dad and all that. Yeah. Um, 
Piet said, Amerika was bevolkt, nee. en hij zei, ik kan niet onthou nie, ja. <laughs> en hy sê, sê, het jy ook boom gerook? <laughs> <laughs> Op die dak van die, van die, van die, van die, en I'm like, you know, Piet was, how old was Piet now, 60-something? Yeah, he was, I'm talking on correction, but I think 63 years. Yeah, something like that, so, so there's a 15, yeah, there's a 80, he was 18 when I was born, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. Did you know, that his first drummer was Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. Ah, yeah. damn it. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna okay, so then... Uh, excuse, let me go back. So, yeah. yeah. So, back to... So, Saldana to America, America to Pretoria. Yeah. In a suburb there called Valhalla, which is next to Voortrekker Hoogte. Mm-hmm. Um, strangely, there's a place named Valhalla, and the whole, and the whole thing strange. is like old... Viking vibes and shit like yeah. that. <clears throat> anyway, um, believe it or not, the Navy headquarters is in Pretoria, so it doesn't yeah. have to be a sea around there. So, <laughs> and then from <laughs> and then from for Pretoria, we went to Saldana for a year mm. or something, like sub A, I think. How long? How long were you in America? I think it was like two years, two okay. and a half. And you were quite quite I was young. young. I was like yeah. three or okay. something okay. like that. Um. <clears throat> Uh, so then Pretoria, Pretoria to Saldana again, Saldana back to Pretoria, uh-huh. and then in '86 we came down to Gordon's Bay. Well, how old were you then? Um, standard four. Okay, so uh, you had your high school high school days here in Aldeburg. Yeah. Okay, so when did the music hit and how? Okay, so I used to be I used to like the soccer and all that kind of shit. Yeah, um, yeah. And I used to do sport all the time in um, Gordon's Bay Primary. Okay. And then went to Hottendots Holland High School. And then, so all my extramural sporty things were kind of, kind of a mission, you know. My dad was at work. My mom was at work. See. Um, 10Ks in between Gordons Bay and, and Somerset West. And, you know, soccer and all that stuff. So, I don't know. Just the sport ground to a halt. And, I mean, I'd, I'd always loved music. My sister's collection and whoever's collection. There was just something about it I dug the shit out of. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, man. Um, but can you remember like a, a, a first experience with the guitar, like a, a sort of a, you know, a aha Well, I wanted to be a keyboard player. Okay. So the the aha moment happened when I heard a cover of a song called Funky Town. Ah. Not the original. There's a cover by I think it's an Aussie band called. How do you pronounce his name? Suedo Echo or Sudo? I think it's yeah. Sudo. Shido Echo, and they had this mood of a, um, that, 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 that hook part yes, yes. was like full on overkill 80s. Yeah. But the guy in the music video had one of those stand up, those guitar keyboard vibes. Oh. And, um, and it was too expensive, so my mother says, No, you can't, uh, <laughs> oh. you can't have that. So I ended up getting a guitar from Friedman and Cohen. Like an encore, a little thing that I can't find anymore. I want to buy it back. Anyway, next. Talking about your parents, uh, f- who did you have any Afrikaans in your family? Yes, my dad was Afrikaans. Okay. And my mother is Scottish. What's her maiden name? Mathers, like Marshall Mathers. Uh, okay. M&M, like that. Yeah, exactly yeah. like it. Mothers with an A. Aha, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Um... And now, like, going through high school, like, when when did you kind of form your first band or were part of your first Jeez. band? 
Um. Wow. I don't even know her. Yeah. Um. I, I used to jam with this 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 dude called uh, Mark Miller. Yeah. Uh, in high school, we we uh. You know, we would you were just going through the the GCD chords or mm. GC at nine chords, as, uh, as I later found out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we used to do. You know, mess around with that and mm. Stevie Ray Vaughan. He liked Stevie Ray Vaughan and like you too. And I, and I liked, uh, I don't know, I liked funk and stuff like that. But anyway, blah blah blah. Um, what? But did you put I'm in very like, skittish with it? Did you put in like a lot of hours in school because you you're a pretty uh, accomplished guitarist? So a lot of those dudes kind of had a, a time where they got their chops up. Was there a, a, a time in school where you really banked a lot of hours? It wasn't really during school. I did the chord thing and maybe the blues, the basic blues mm-hmm. things and, um, you know, the rhythm things. I was really into the rhythm because I love drums as well. So yeah. I, 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 without me knowing it, I, I was doing rudiments um, with my picking hand, you know, yeah. like, um, you know, like little... Paradiddles. Yeah, like... Yeah. I would, I would sit and... Dude, just watch TV and do that and irritate the shit out of my family. <laughs> but uh, you did find your way on the drums as well, skipping forward a bit. You, yeah. you had a while where you were drumming for Frantic, right? Oh, uh, was how's your memory, dude? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that. You were <laughs> well, looking, okay. I mean, it, 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 it was fun. You know what I could do? I can do fulls, but I can't keep a pizza like that without... Uh, Without speeding up or slowing down or whatever it is. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Frantic. Jesus, now you're going back. Eh? Andre and Sean from yeah, Alden and seen those cats. Sean I saw not about two years ago and he lives locally. Oh, is he but still in the Haldeberg region? Th- well, he was. Yeah. Uh, he's got kids now and he's married. And, and Andre, I think he's in Joburg or something. Yeah. Sean and, the, and then oh. I'm also thinking tertiary education. What happened after school? Uh, well, I left school after standard seven. Okay. Nine. I, I made. I did standard six, standard six, mm. standard seven at Horton Totholland, mm. and then I convinced my parents that I wanted to study art. Um. And so, but I really just wanted to grow my hair, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to uh, Cape Technical College mm. in Mostert Street and kind of. Um, grew up a bit because that was an uh, that was another story. Gordon's Bay. Miss your lift and you hitchhike to the Strand Station, catch a, catch a train there at 11 minutes past 7. For and, school now? Uh, yeah, for, for Cape Town and then go all the way through to Cape Town and then walk, I don't know, 10 minutes up to the college. Always late. I, I actually got a letter that said I could be a little bit late because of the um, oh, okay. the, the mission. I mean, I was yeah. traveling bloody far. And did you finish that odd? Dude, N3, I, bring, I brought my drawings on the wrong day. Shit. I got zero. So that was six months. My parents were not happy. Yeah. Rightly so. Yeah. And um and then so obviously out of there mm. and then I went to Strandtech, which was called at the time Strandtech. And now it's called I think False Bay Tech or something, I don't know. Okay. And then I uh, did kind of commerce, you know, commerce type things, uh, English Afrikaans, typing, <laughs> mm. uh, office practice. I didn't practice anything in the office. <laughs> anyway, so that was that. Then somewhere along the line, uh, there happened a, f- uh, a jam with, uh, with nude girls. Oh, right. So, oh. so, um, what did we look? Oh, we just, so. Uh, it's fine. Cool. So I was in a band that 
just rehearse. You know those bands that just rehearse and they never play. Never play on stage. I was, yeah, know. I was in a metal one called um, yeah. Tormentor. And there's yeah. this dude in Cryfontaine called um, <clears throat> Etienne. I forget Etienne Serna. Mm. Mark Berta was on drums. And anyway, so we there was this rehearsal studio in Loop Street. I think, I think it wasn't even a rehearsal studio. It was just a side room at a venue Place called The Stage. Yeah. Frank had the stage and and um, and I went there with uh, with um, Etienne and Mark mm-hmm. and Etienne goes oh we got this other dude who's going to play guitar and I go oh, it turned okay. out to be Steve Cross yeah so this guy, <laughs> this guy walks in <clears throat> and he had just come out of the Navy Court Arkies yeah. and he's got this Fernandez um, telly and he's I'll never forget it he was like drinking Jan B and uh, an ice or water, something yeah. like that. Well, so I never forget it. But there's a, well, it's a derivative of water. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then uh, we're jamming, and and you know, because I don't know, when you're younger, you feel a shit a little bit more. But uh, mm. I like this guy. And Theo yeah. is fucking. He was. He's a rad dude. He is. He still is. Mm. Um. So. We rehearsed once or twice or thrice, and then and then uh, nothing happened with that band. And then maybe a year later, I was at a party in Somerset West. Mm. Lenro Fenter is the guy's name. She was like, I'm remembering all these people's names. And um, uh, who's playing at the party there in the fucking shades? It's Theo. And he's the darkest, like a long geworden, yeah. rock, whatever the thing is. <laughs> and... Um, How's it, my brain? We we connected, you know. Yeah. It, and then I says, "This is my buddy Gareth, Gareth Vian, um, old school friend of mine, mm. the naughty fucker, you know, the yin yeah. and yang, that guy in yeah, my life." Yeah. <laughs> but you le- you learn from each other. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, we said, "Fuck it, let's start a band, man." Mm. So Theo, myself, Gareth on vocals, uh, a guy called Thomas Timovich on mm. bass, who Theo knew. And Mark Porter, who was also in Tormentor, yeah. him on drums. And we had this band called Undecided. And um, uh, we only had like five songs, cover songs. And I fucking, I think I can name them for you. Everything about you. That one by Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to go my way, Lenny? Yes. Girls? You got to fight. Oh, yeah. you're right. Um, and then there was one yeah. called Sick and Nickel by the Chili Peppers. Yeah. I don't know if you know that one. It's like a B-side. It's, I think it's on the Wayne's World soundtrack where it's a I might, fucking right I might recognize it, but I don't know. I love the, the drumming on that. It's just... Yeah. Anyway, it was recorded at the same sessions of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. All right. I love that drum sound. No, dude, it's... Uh, yeah. so, so that's four and fuck... I can't, I can't remember what the fifth one was. Um, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so we had those five songs and we went and played at the upstairs in Stanham. We only played one gig. It's funny. I've got yeah. photos of that. Yeah. 94. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a year cool. we got a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fuck, it was a great time, man. And um and at that gig, yeah. I know Carstens jumped up on the stage and sang a song. He was here the other day. He, was he? Yeah, he was doing some stuff with the young Bloom band, yeah. Oh cool. Okay, so, so the new I know was studying fucking I speak under correction, but welding or something like that. And he's from Worcester, right? Yes, yes. So he has this guy with, with long, you know, shoulder-length curly hair. Mm. 
and he's fucking crazy on the vocals. Like, what happened to Jamal? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then you won't believe he jumped up on, on drums, mm. a little guy called Francois Creer. Ah. And you won't believe a guy who jumped up on the bass there, Mr. Arno Bloomer. Arno Bloomer, yeah. So that so, was the first Newt Girls jam. Yeah. Uh, and you were part of that. Well, I mean, I didn't play with him, but I was like, fuck, there's a, there's a photo of me on vocals sharing a mic with Arno and what? Theo sitting on his amp jamming. I must, I must yeah, continue that photo. That is great memory. And, and um, uh, th- there's actually a quick photo of me on the Nude Girls documentary. Ooh, claim to fame. And then also another thing happened. Uh, you were part of Spinnacorp with Gian Groen. That's right. So how did that... Hey, I must just finish off that... Oh, sorry, man. No, but just because there's a, there's a common misconception because uh, when I tell that story, yeah. um, a lot of people think that I was in the Nude Girls, but I wasn't. Mm. I must make that clear. I never ever said that I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because whoever it comes back to, I will think, oh, Craig... But no, I uh, mm. never ever said that. But, mm. What happened was Theo said... Um, look, because we were in a fucking cover band oh. and we were playing five yeah. songs yeah. and there was obviously some magic between Theo and Arnie yeah. you know, the the Mick Jagger and the Keith Richards vibe the, yeah, yeah. the John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora yeah. the John Lennon and McCartney thing the, <laughs> going okay, forever, well, we're going forever. <laughs> <clears throat> the, the Craig and the Jean thing okay, so, <clears throat> and he said, Theo said, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do something with this dude and I was like, fucking hell, do, do it man so, I mean, uh, I've got no... Uh, yeah. A lot of people go, oh, you probably think you could have had something there. No, yeah. Not at all, because yeah. like, my, I was... I mean, how can you possibly, like, put that around your neck? Say, like, oh, fuck, man, what if, what if? Like, that's just... Exactly. You can't do that. Yeah, that last drag was a motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> 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 Quit smoking, kids. Yeah. It's, it's pole mole. It's not uh, green mole. <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. So they went and did their thing, and I did my thing. So. Spin- and now, and now, Gian, are you ready for the Gian story? Okay, yeah. So, so Gian was an interesting story as well because that was around the time of the big tree, and that's when you guys, yes, you guys had a car accident or something, yes, and uh, and the fudge benefit first. That's right. Happened. Yeah. And at that gig, uh, I played. Yes, that was fucking. It was a cool thing, but they had this dude on there called Shane Cicero yes, Fark. Yes, Shane and, 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 and obviously no one had checked out that guy's material before he started playing because he was that fucking... Was a, that was a bit of a... He a was oops. blue, dude. Yeah. He was ridiculous. That was a bit of a um, Racist and yeah. sexist and yeah. just a potty bastard. Yeah. Do you know that he got sued by Mbeki? Well, it, it doesn't it surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> there was a episode, I don't know when, carte blanche, mm. they went after him, because, he, he, I mean, he was, yeah. <laughs> you should check into that, Shane. Because yeah. I, I was, I'm always wondering, because we found his material, obviously checked him there at the festival, and then later in my life, I found some material of him, and we used to get drunk and whatever, and then we would put on Shane CDs and listen to the intros, mm. and he had like a live audience that was mimic, like a keyboard live audience. Yeah. Um, and we'd laugh ourselves into stitches for his interest because it's like a very vulgar in the interest like we fucking ate that from Bob's Fontaine and like whatever he yeah. used to say like yeah. big laughs of that shit anyway so yeah, yeah. I, I wondered I always wondered what happened to Shane his, his, um, his business card his <laughs> I saw it at uh, Alex Power showed me yeah. um, 
It's a, his business card is just a normal little white card, but it's got a, a pig shagging another pig, but a cartoon type oh thing, right? Word. And then there's a bubble coming out the, the one pig's um, uh, mouth, you know, like a cartoon bubble, and it, yeah. and it says, Naya tot sy Yes. That's his business card. Eh? Jeez. Anyway, I played after that, dude. Mm. And it was a family thing, man. There was people with their kids there. Remember that that yeah. festival, that uh, benefit. Yeah, yeah. So, just carry on. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, John has left the room. Yeah. Oh, he's back. He's back. Uh, yeah. He, he was just going to see his dealer. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and then, so I played after that, dude. And it was actually my first ever solo gig. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous. I was playing my my acoustic guitar, and. Um, and I, I, rem- I remember vividly the sweat yeah. pouring down my face, and I was just so not ready for it. That, but it turned out quite okay. But my, yeah. there was, my eyes were on fire from the sweat Jeez, going down there. Yeah. No, anyway, uh, the last band that night was uh, of the only Afrikaans band mm. of the whole thing, and it, they didn't have a name. And it was uh, it was Gian, <clears throat> Willem de Beer on drums. Johan Smith on bass, who, you know... The, oh, that Johan. Yeah, that Johan. My word. And then okay. it was, uh, I think it was Kasper Mar- Malherbo on... No. It was Etienne Hubert on guitar and Barry... Yeah. Uh, I just yeah. forgot Barry's... Yeah, so. Barry Stienkamp. Yeah. That used to play for Akadesh for a while. Yeah, Barry. Yeah. Like a Barry. I saw him okay. the other night. It was like a, like a singer. I saw him at Pick and Pie. Cool. Like a dude so, um, and they didn't even have a name for the band, so they just called it uh, Rock Spider. Okay, I, I think I heard that story before. Well, the, yeah, just the name that it was Rock yeah. Spider. And um, that then turned into the rock went and the spider became Spinnacle. So, <clears throat> ah. for those of you who are not versed in English and Afrikaans in this country, you should be ashamed of yourselves because. Uh, as a South Africans should pride ourselves on being bilingual as a standard dudes. Yeah. So there should be a third language in there. Like mine is Swahili. Just kidding. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> um, it's raining lacquer. Very lacquer. Anyway, so the um, uh, so I used to do the jams at the big tree and everything. And Gian, uh, you know, a lot of dudes used to come around there and. Mm. And I met a really lot of guys that ended up being in bands. It was mm. it was great. So they they needed uh, someone to go on tour with them. They had oh. their first Pretoria tour, oh. and Casper um, uh, couldn't go. He was playing drums. So Etienne had dropped out of the band by then. Yeah, the guitarist now. That's right. And yeah. uh, Barry couldn't go because of work commitments. Mm. So Gian <coughs> phoned me out. Phoned me up. He got my number from somewhere and said, "Dude, mm. we need someone." I said, "Yeah, for sure." And Willem de Beer picked me up at my mother's house. We drove through to Peregrines and Grabo, picked up everyone else. And I learned the songs in the van on the way to George. And then the first gig was that that night. And then we went through to Pretoria and that's basically how... How how long did you play for Spinnacle? Dude, I don't even know, maybe two years? Okay. I'm not not even sure. I suck with with dates and Mm. timelines. Okay. But um, But it was quite a while. Yeah, it was... was, uh, and you toured the country and played, played I, big jewels. I only, the biggest jewel we did was Tiki's Jewel. Okay. And I don't know what year that was, but it was, 
It started with Tien Don, who was an unknown. Mm. And and then it was Kuz Kumbayas, then it was us. Mm. Then it was Valiant Swat and then Brass of Anika. Yeah, the so late Mr. Fat. Yeah. Is he is he gone? Yeah, he's gone long ago. Oh, he was a fucking yeah. round dude, man. Yeah, he's a legend. So we gave you his number up there, I remember. Because yeah. I wanted to do some sort of crossover ah. metal thing that not my dog was doing. Yeah, yeah, rock, hip hop, hip hop. And he, and he went, yeah, I saved my number. Yeah. And, and I go, and I got, I got the number down. And then I go, and your name, Fat. And and, and I go, I go, PH. He goes, nah, Fat. F A T. Fucking Fat. <laughs> what a cool. Uh. Anyway, awesome. funny thing about that gig as well that um, I was backstage with the uh, quiz. All of us were basically in the back there, except uh, Valiant and the Brasa O's weren't there, I don't think. Mm. But Quiz uh, was there with a, with a baby stroller. His kid was really young then. Mm. Uh, I think it was the first kid, the daughter. I think they're both girls, whatever. Mm. And um, Tien Don sang fucking about 90% of his songs. They were all covers, mm. but 90% of his covers were Quiz songs. And Kurs looks at me and Gian backstage and he goes, what the fuck can act now Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he was following him, you know. He slowed that Tassi's guitar and... Anyway. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> anyway. So, did, the thingy, uh, didn't Gerd uh, Knoll lose his shit? Yep, yeah, there was a big, uh, big role, yeah. <laughs> she was anyway. Invitation was. Okay, so what other bands around that time have you played in and joined or anything? Metal, rock, what, Do you, what can you remember? You know, I never really, I never, was I, see, I was working, and then in 90... So, but that's also an interesting thing for me. One of my things is, I want to know, what other jobs have you worked besides oh. music? Oh, well, look, my parents got divorced when I was 16, mm. and basically, there wasn't anywhere to live. I mean, you know, because there was my younger sister, so she was 14, mm. going on 15, or something like that. My older sister was in her first job, my brother was in the Navy, so he was sorted. Mm. So it was like, where do you go? You know, where do you live? And I lived with the, the Bullen family in uh, in But I'd started working at W. Miller, so I was already working mm. when I was 16-ish. Yeah. And also going to college. and So I was lugging cement and duck kappa. And, mm. and it was just a, a lucky time for me because I was the only white laborer. Okay. And so the the the, the coloured eyes and the black eyes nailed me, yeah. not in a, a sexual way. Uh, sorry, I just had the Breakfast Club popped in. That wasn't my ass, by the way. That was someone with a pneumatic drill outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So learned a lot about the people, and uh, I don't know where am I going with the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like being a white laborer and like other jobs you worked. Yeah. So there wasn't really a. I mean, I, I had to live where I could and um, work where I could. And so there wasn't really time or space. I didn't have transport for bands and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I knew a lot of people in the thing. So in the bands around, like Dorp, you know, there was yeah. a, I was around. Kevin when, Kiesweter and those guys. Yeah, it, it was Kevin. No, when, they, when Dorp was still called the Falves, the Falves. Okay, that might, might have been before his time. Yeah, it was because okay. the, the, the Falves... Is like mostly O's, I think they're all from uh, Paul Vallejo High School. Mm. So the original band is Timothy Rankin on drums. Yes, yes. Dylan Kemner on bass. Later played for Bill and Bridge, Tim. Yeah. That's right. Tim's played, Tim's a fucking pro. Drummer. He's a pro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Dylan Kemler, who lives in France now and, and is a brilliant, I think, one of the most underrated songwriters. And he's just, I don't know, I love talking to Dylan. I love hanging out with him. He's just, he, he makes me feel like I'm more clever than I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dylan's got a band and you should check out called The Holding Patterns. Okay. I don't know if it's The Holding Patterns or Holding Patterns. Anyway, I hooked sure, up with him in London as well, and he had a band called uh, The Colonies that I really enjoyed as well. His songwriting is just really different. I mean, he writes stuff that I, I can't imagine writing. Anyway, I, I have a, a huge admiration for that kind of thing. So, when um, did the solo thing... Wachmann. Ah, Wachmann. Okay, so, so Timothy Rankin on drums. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dylan Kemler on bass. Then it was uh, Dave Poole on saxophone, mm. who ended up being in Goldfish. Okay. So, and Dave Poole, so then it, and then it was, who was on guitar? It was Albert Frost. That could have been, yeah. It was Albert Frost on guitar, and the first singer, was, his name is Maber Grobler. Yes, I know Maber. So that was the Falls, and okay. then they turned into Dorp, and, you know, then I think Albert went Blues Brews way. Yeah. And then I think Kevin came in, and, mm. the, and then, um, and they changed to Pete. Mm. Beside that. Yes. Pete yes, Bez. Yes. Fucking, that's a, like I've a... heard the song. name. I don't know him. But oh, you got to speak to that. I think, he lives, I think I heard a rumor that he lives in Betty's Bay. You got to talk ah, to that. Cool. He's a legend. Okay. I think he's from Avintic originally. Anyway. Mm. So that, uh, that's just one band, dude. And then there was obviously the New Girls and mm. Lithium and... Um, Oh man, so many bands. VOD, I loved VOD. VOD was my first concert ever. Okay. I loved fucking VOD. Okay. It's funny, I ironically like became, you know, buds with uh, Francois. with Francois as well, and yeah. and I was in Cubas for a bit. Actually, oh. um, I'm kind of sessioning, but the, it's it's quiet on that front at the moment. But we did a we did a re-recording of. I haven't even heard the record. They, they, they printed a vinyl thing, a best of. Mm -hmm. And I recorded a solo on a song called Duia Macy Seni Niani. Yeah, I checked the. There was a photo when they were kind of wanting to release that. They said that's one of the titles. But uh, yeah, since I've lost touch, I don't know if did, did the album ever get released? Well, it's a. I think it's a best of and it's on vinyl. Okay, okay. <coughs> anyway, then I, and then we also, also we we did a, a heavy version of Hunerman. Um, yes, Vasti Hunerman. Fucking fear, What a oh. You guys, fuck it. I'm gonna tune this whole guitar to A. Yeah, that's so weird. Drops the A, keeps the A, but like, that whole tuning is just. I I think it's all in A, but anyway, I just uh, that's pretty mm. cool. Hunerman. What a band, eh? Those two are Kubis and. Not Kubis. Theo and Francois. Theo and Francois. I mean, just the ideas. If you listen to their albums, that's. If you. I mean, Swar Metal is cool, but if you listen to the one before that. Yes, when there were still a lot of drugs involved. Dude, I mean. Akra and Makar. Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking. It's classic. You can hear it's there. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyway, dude. Solo thing? Solo thing, yeah. So. It's funny, like, um, I ended up going to, I ended up leaving Spinnacorp mm -hmm. to go overseas to Liverpool because my mother was <laughs> was staying uh, with a cousin of mine over there. Mm -hmm. And um, she had seen in the local paper, there was like a, a, a singer-songwriter chick, um, a Lawrence Morissetti type thing, and, and they were, they were um, 
excuse me, they were, they were auditioning musicians. And she, mm. she so my mother sent a couple of my songs to, to uh, the, the, her manager. And I went, fuck it, and flew over, went for an audition and, uh, and got the part. But the manager had this weird contract and it was basically to the effect of that he was going to debit my account. That's how he get his commission. Okay. And I said, well, what, what if uh, what if you don't get any gigs? Yeah. And he goes, well, that's the way it is. And I went, no, no, that's fucking weird. So yeah. I so I decided, no, I want to go back to London mm. um, and just work and make the money to get back home. Because I went on a on a uh, one-way. Yeah. Because I got a British passport through my mother. Oh. <clears throat> nice. Anyway, so, dude... I mean, this it's not. It's. So, I'm sorry that I speak so long, but no, these man. things all have like domino effect things. Yeah, and so for, sure. for me to say, when I started playing solo, it was, yeah, yeah, I ended up um, breaking up with my girlfriend while I was in work in Switzerland mm. on work. My girlfriend back here, mm. and and so I didn't really need to come home, and um, <clears throat> and then I met this other girl. Australian girl eventually yeah. and we hit it off and we basically not basically we did we lived together for gee was five six years or something in Australia no no in in England and okay. we got engaged and then eventually we decided okay we got to move somewhere yeah. and um, you know thinking like that when you think with your head instead of your heart and you go okay we got to go to Australia because the money's worth more. It's fucking, you know, there's more opportunity and da 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 raise a family, that whole side. I mean, I was, I was headed for that. Yeah. <clears throat> and got to Australia finally. There was a mess up with my, my visa because I had a, a police record from here. I went joyriding with, a, with that buddy of mine, Gareth, who sang in yeah. Undecided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and I went joyriding in his brother-in-law's car when we were 15. Yeah. And um, we got arrested, but there was a cha- there was a well, police chase. Driving. Yeah, I thought it was car diesel. Yeah, but it turned out the the charge is um, driving without permission or something. Mm. We were fifteen. We were sitting on cushions, man. A Nissan Exa Turbo. <laughs> it's, it's like the mini Night Rider. <laughs> but we got locked up for the weekend. We got fucked up by the cops, <laughs> and then it was a long weekend, no wow. And we. Uh, had a sit in court the whole day, and then the Edel Akbar uh, said this, the phone, and we just like, yo, Edel Akbar, yo, Edel, and everything ending with that. And she said, okay, ek phone is jylle tot twee, wat, twee jaar gevangenis, of in a boys town, for een jaar, of the other way around, and siewe houwe met die lichte rotang. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the days, my bro. So, they put us in the back of a police van, and took us up to HH Hospital, and the, 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 there's an old doctor there and he put his stethoscope on my chest. But he, while he's got the stethoscope on, he asked the cop, what are you And the guy says, yeah, I can't do so. And then, and then the guy pulls his stethoscope off my chest and he just goes, yeah, don't know. <laughs> Those are the days, dude. And back, yeah. to the, back to the cop shop in Strand. <laughs> yes. And we walked into the cell where we were staying and uh, where we were, <laughs> we'd been the whole weekend. Yeah. I was like drawing pentagrams and motley crew on the wall <laughs> with soap. <laughs> with soap. Oh, dude, it's boring in there. Yeah, Fucking anarchy signs and 
Anyway, the um, there were seven cops, man, mm. and they they put us over a bin, a government bin, put with the government blankets on it, mm. pants down, around your ankles, <sighs> and you gotta lean over this bin with the bin in the middle of your chest and touch the ground on the other side with your arms. Yes. Then they throw a blanket over the top of you, and and basically seven grown men have a competition to see who can hit you the hardest. Um, so you just feel the salt, because they dip the cane in salt water as well. Mm. And you just feel the salt water on the back there. And yes. then, wow, they hit the shit out of us. <laughs> the scars only went away when I was like 22. Jeez, anyway, oh, why was I telling you that? No, it, it, beca- it come from uh, overseas and your girlfriend and like moving to the, to the solo. Oh, yes, yes. Kind of so, like, so that... that um, and then you said you, know, you couldn't go back because yes. you had a visa problem. But... Yeah, because they, you know, the the Aussie, because for the visa you have to provide a police check for every country you've that you've lived clear, in. Yeah. Every country that you lived in for more than a year in the last 10 years, and I'd lived in three. Yeah. South Africa, Germany, and Australia. And so the only one was the South African one. Then I had to explain in writing, they said, uh, what uh, what was my mindset when I committed this crime <laughs> and what have I done to rehabilita- rehabilitate myself and I went you know I'm not going to write this out I'm going to email this uh, my mm. caseworker guy person mm. girl I don't even know so I just wrote my, my mindset was that of a stupid 15 year old boy yeah, kid I mean, who said yes to a question that and where the answer should have been no hey do you want to take my you know yeah. listen it wasn't uh, I'm not going to blame my buddy no, uh, for doing that, we were tarting each other on you. No, know? but it's ridiculous that such a small thing, you know, you, you're a teenager. Yeah, well. I mean, it's it's not a small thing because it could have turned out very wrongly. Luckily, Oaks is still alive and whatnot. That's right. But but I mean, if you in in hindsight, it's actually pretty. Like a lot of people do that, man. Yeah, it's like a lot yeah, we just got caught, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah, it's fucked up that it turned out that way. Jeez. What what have I done to rehabilitate myself, mm. or what rehabilitated me? And I said. Violence. I, I, I should find that email. It's fucking great. <laughs> violence, comma. Extreme violence. Full stop. The cane cutting through my 15-year-old <laughs> ass flesh. Yeah. And the blood running down my legs. Yeah, but it's true that, uh, you know, there's a possibility we were going down the wrong path. And I mm. believe that that was a more of a um, thing. I wasn't standing at seven when that happened. Mm. And it made your whole life different. Like it Absolutely. had a lot of, lot of impact. I mean, both of Gareth and I both turned out well. And I, and I, and I believe that um, that had a more of a part to play in that. So, I mean, this whole corporal punishment thing, I'm sorry, but it worked for me. Huh? Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> now, I'm moving on to like uh, getting your chops up as a solo player. Mm. What, what happened there? How did you start? Uh, so, Theo worked in the short-lived Botner's in Belleville, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Botner's, mm-hmm. and he had gotten this tape, a videotape of Paul Gilbert. It was called Paul Gilbert Intense Rock the 2. The Bumblebee, yeah. Uh, the Bumblebee? Yeah, I used to say that song, The Flight of the Bumblebee, the hectic shredding vibe. Oh, my, anyway. My, no, it's not him. I'm oh. sorry, Jean, but now you, okay. you see, you knew about Billy Bob Thornton, and I'm going to have to tell you, <laughs> you're talking about Nuno Betancourt, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> one or ping pong okay, okay <laughs> yeah, Paul, Paul Gilbert Paul Gilbert uh, was in a band called Racer X and then he started Mr. Big whose hit that they bought their houses with was 
I'm the one who wants to be with you. Okay. Do you know that song? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that song got me into cuck and that, that took his whole thing off. Is it? Yeah. I sang, uh, anyway, that's another story. <laughs> um, so Thea, Thea and I were working out licks on this video, you know, just yeah. exercises. And um, and I I really took to this three note per string thing, but I, I was pretty clueless theory was. And yeah. to, to an extent... No, I'm not. I almost, I almost put myself down now and, and, and said to an extent I still am, but I don't. No, I'm okay. Theory was, and um, it just went from there, dude. And I, and I really think it was just a some sort of OCD thing or a no, yeah, like obsessive compulsive thing. Like I, I just by playing and playing and playing for hours and hours and hours, mm. I um, I I would work out, you know how to hit the string and yeah. but not not consciously anyway and that just went and went and went and then I, oh this this shape grabbed that shape and yeah. uh, when I was in England I went to England the first time in 96 mm-hmm. I think and I went there to study music I went there to study at the That's MI right. there was there used to be a musicians institute in London yeah. the the parent one is in Hollywood and I couldn't go to that one so I went to the well, there was two schools. There was Musicians Institute and there was the Guitar Institute. Excuse me. Um, and I went there and I thought that because of my um, British passport, I could get a government grant mm. to pay for my um, tuition. Mm. So I got accepted into the school, but then I couldn't... Uh, the, the grant said, no, you haven't paid into, this, into the system at all. Oh, shit. So, so you, um, you can't go. So bummed out. I was in my in my uncle's town, Lemington Spa, who I was staying with, and then there was this guy called Richard Chollerton, mm. who has a guitar and uh, they're called Regent Street Guitars, and he was recovering from cancer. I didn't even know that, but he was studying in London with a guy called Sean, some British guitarist. I forget his name, Sean something, and um, so everything Richard learned from that guy. He was showing me. Wow. Right, so I kind of got the info somehow secondhand. Yeah. Um, and uh, learned a lot from Richard, you know, like sweep picking and shit like that. Mm. Mm. Also introduced me to, to other styles of music. Like there was, uh, you know, what's his, I almost want to say Sean Lane, but it's not Sean Lane. Anyway, and then Robin Ford and stuff like that. Okay. So, okay. And then I ended up being a barman in Nottingham and... With some friends of mine, Kevin Green, who I went to the Guns N' Roses gig up in Joburg with now. I haven't mm. seen him in years. It was so good to see him. Mm. And Natalie Williams. And um, that that was a mad time. Uh, six months in Nottingham as a barman. And uh, I, I went to see Fear Factory at Nottingham Rock City and I got kicked out for stage diving too much. <laughs> but uh, but not, even, not even to... Uh, not even to... Uh, Fear Factory. The opening band was called Drain. They're this old chick band from Sweden. Mm. And the singer of Drain is now married to Tony Iommi from Sabbath. Oh believe God. it or not. But um, I was stage diving so much to that. That they fucking... <laughs> that they caught me when I, when I landed in the thing. And they, so you missed the Fear Factory show? No. Oh, I was, no. So, so, but I'd, I'd heard a rumor as well after the, the fact that if you cause too much cuck in Rock City... They take you into the basement and turn the lights off and beat the shit out of you and then throw you out into the thing. But which is weird because like 
you know, it's coming from South Africa. I was like, I mean, there were these old videos we saw, and there was, yeah. there was a section of Rock, Nottingham Rock City, and there was a this dude was running around in a circle in this yeah. video, and I was like, fuck, man, this is Rock City. Yeah. I, I always dreamt about this place. And um, but then, so my shirt was off, and it was the middle of winter, and they fucking chucked me out the front door, and I'm like, yes. I'm arguing, going, come on, man, what are you talking, about? you know? And then my buddy Kevin came to the door and said, listen, man, we we're not from here, and we just he's just having fun, you know? And then they said, well, we were fucking watching you, you know? Yeah. So they let me back in, and then I saw the factory show, but but the fear factory show, but like I was standing there like a pill, shaking my head every now and I wanted to be jumping off the stage yeah. and. Shit, now you had this like yeah, these eyes on me like yeah, shit, and man. and after the gig as we're going out, the one the guitar player of that chick band uh, Drain says, uh, "Hey, that was pretty cool. How you got the how you started the the stage diving and everything off." I said, "Y'all got into shit for that." And yeah. she goes, "Why don't you come with us to London and then you can you can start the crowd off like that as well." And like I'm a stupid 21 year old, and I go, um, "No, I've got a job." And my job was a bomb, and what a chop! Yeah. I should have just done it anyway. I would have probably met Dimebag, which I'm really spiked about. Did you ever watch Pantera? Mm-mm. Not. I had tickets for the for. Okay, they their last shows were at a festival in Japan, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they flew to Europe to start their European tour, and the, and I had bought tickets to a, a show called a festival called Tattoo the Planet. Mm-hmm. And Pantera was on there, and so was Slayer and a couple of other bands. So they were in Dublin. Started the tour off, and and what happens? A fucking aeroplane goes into the twin towers, into Jeez, the one tower. Was Boom! Two thousand one, yeah. And then Jeez. another aeroplane goes in, and no one knows what's going on. And and Who's Pantera, and uh, I think they were in in Ireland for two weeks or a week or something. They were mm. stuck there. There's no aeroplanes, and they opted, Slay opted to carry on. Um, but Pantera decided to go home, mm. or the management or something, and they never fucking played again. I didn't know that. That is a super interesting story. And then in tw- 2004, I bought this little CD called uh, Newfound Power by a band called Damage Plan mm, mm. with Vinnie Paul on the drums yeah. and Dimebag Daryl on the guitar. And then in 2004, and, the shit happened. Yeah, and I was waiting for them to come to Europe so I could go watch him, and he got fucking shot on stage. Jeez, so you had twice. Yeah. What the fuck? You were twice about to see the man, and it, yes, it just never. Because I, 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 I'm assuming that he's like one of your biggest inspirations. Oh, absolutely, him and Paul Gilbert. I met Paul Gilbert though. He's oh, a bit wow. of a. I met him in Hamburg, in Germany. I went to um, a guitar workshop thingy, and I mean, he's really. I mean, she was dude. He's obviously he's crazy good, yeah. but um, I was expecting him to be. Dime bagish, yeah. <laughs> because I went and you know I went and met him and he signed my guitar and yeah. and I said, "Come, dude, let's go have a beer." I was like, you know, let's yeah, go talk and shit. And, and, he, and he was like very opposite that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to call it. At the, at the time, I was thinking oh, he's a bit of a knob, and, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, well, I grew up. Did you ever came to to watch uh, Faith No More? No, where no. were that? Where did that play? No, I'm just, I'm just throwing out the, no, uh, some right. lines here. I'm just oh, gee, was I'd, I would have loved to see okay. them and Mr. Bungle. That would have been yeah. rad. Yeah. Love yeah. Mr. Bungle. And then uh, there's another story. You had a band called Leidenhausen in Namibia. Is what? Nee, nee, Okay, so Donovan is talking through his ass. So I asked Donovan for some pointers long ago when we were gonna have this interview. Oh yeah. So he's talking shit. Donovan on the radio, you are talking shit. Yeah, Ro- Don- Donovan. 
What is Lena now? Maybe he's making a surreptitious joke. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm surprised he didn't call it Leonhausen mayonnaise project or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he yeah, tell you that story? I know about the mayonnaise. Yes. I thought so I was losing my mind. You <laughs> fucking. I went to in my house, my abode. I think Donovan was over with like a chassep. And then and he I, hid went, it under I your went for a pee, and then he grabbed the mayonnaise out of my fridge and put it under my pillow in my house. And I was about to make our sandwiches, and I just couldn't find the mayo, and I thought I was going mad. But he didn't tell me. Later that night, when I put my head down, I fucking <laughs> a jar of mayonnaise under my pillow. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, but I mean, we do that kind of thing. I mean, I, you I, and Donovan, I can just imagine. I played a joke with him at. Uh, uh? I think it was the Deftones gig or, uh? or Ramstein gig. I can't remember. And there was a smoking section out the back then. I was talking to Thea and um, and I saw Donovan and then I went to take care and I played a joke on Donovan. And, you know, he, obviously his eyesight and thing. But, mm. but I know I can do that with him. I mean, I don't, I don't make it. I'm not one of those people yeah, that laughs at people with disabilities yeah. and shit. Because like you see, I mean, he, he just put mayo under my pillow. Exactly. And, and shit like that. So, um, and Donovan has plenty times while I've been doing solo gigs jumped up on the stage and while I'm in the middle of the song I can't leave my guitar and I can't leave the mic and he comes and stands behind me with his with his alcohol awesome and, and, and hey Craig play Backstabbers play Warpings <laughs> and I'm like in the middle of the song and so I mean I was getting him back for some shit like that so like I thought he's a, I always thought that Donovan is a, is a musician you should know that you can't talk to people while they're playing yeah but he yeah but he's 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 Donovan yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so with Theo was, uh, Theo and Donovan was At talking to someone else concert, yeah. yeah one of those gigs and I said to Theo check I'm gonna fuck with Donovan now and then I <laughs> what I do is because Donovan you know I think he recognises you by your voice or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he when you're not right in front of him. Yeah. So I I walked past him and just said things like, Yo, hey, yo, that's pretty cool. And then I <laughs> see Donovan like look. And then Yeah, pretty cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm and like I'm walking around him, you know. And then I just eventually hear him go, Craig, is that you, Craig? I don't I don't and I'm behind him again and and Theo's just holding his his, his, you know, his head in his hands yeah, going yeah. top and I went, hey, man, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, anyway. yeah, you thought it's like, you know, you're being an asshole, yeah. Yeah, no, but whatever, Hausen, I oh, know I haven't played in that band. <laughs> but, <laughs> Thanks, but, Donovan. But Flapper, Flapper is from Namibia. Maybe he's talking about Flapper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, now I'm going to chat to you about your solo act because now for people listening that might not have seen you before, I hope that's not the case. But well, no, I actually hope that is the case because then you're getting new new coverage. Yeah. Um, so you got a very interesting at, uh, impre- interpretation yeah. um, of doing hard rock songs on your acoustic guitar um, and then like, how did you, how did you come by that? Like, how did that happen? The acoustic guitar, you hoy like walk from Pantera, yeah. you've got an acoustic guitar, and you fucking rocked. <laughs> like, uh, uh, um, I think that you've got a very unique vibe there, and you definitely get booked uh, for, for, for gigs because of that. How did that come into place? Um, I don't know if the if the if it's because I play that or because I have some sort of rapport with the people because I, I don't know mm. I am a fan of music and I'm a fan of people mm. so I'm I've never seen myself as someone who would never who would think you know less less of the crowd or you know be all silent uh, yeah. and 
I'm like Donovan. <laughs> you know what I mean? I went fucking... Like Don't Donovan, 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 he'll, he'll talk to you. Or I should say, Donovan's like me. There we go, I'm older. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I talk to anyone, you know. Mm. I'm not a... It's pretty simple. I'm just, I'm just a lover of good time and people. And but now, what's interesting for me is like people play cover songs, and there's a lot of people, especially in our country, playing cover songs. I mean, yeah, you're one of them, but you've got a very big uh, mar uh, in Afrikaans around that. Uh, is that you throw a well, new? What does mar? Mar is if when you're very thin. No, I'm fucking with. Yeah, you. no, look at that. That's not me. <laughs> Samar is you and Omar is Ak. <laughs> no, but well, uh, if, if I said you've got a very big butt, then you've been ashamed uh, <laughs> No, man. What I'm trying to say is that you, you throw an interesting spin on this stuff. If you go to a Craig V show, you will know that you've been to a Craig V show mm. um, because you're not just another cover artist that play covers. Mm. You play it with a vibe and you fucking growl and you go mad and you've got your... You've got a Stombox thing, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and you really club that hardcore hard rock covers Rammstein what the hell ever yeah. you play um, and it's just completely different like there is not as far as I'm concerned there's nobody like you doing that shit around here awesome and I think that's I think that's bedornant mm. I don't like covers I don't like actually playing covers um, I might be sounding a bit hypocritical because I've, I've have played covers and I will still play covers mm. but I don't really like doing that originals is my vibe yeah. but if I see you, it's like checking a show. It's not like checking, oh, he has a bra, he's got talent, but he's doing covers. Yeah. It's another brick in the wall. You check what I'm saying. Like, yeah, where did you come up with that idea? Or did it just, or just did it, it happen? It, um, it, um, no, there's a word I wanted to use, but I've, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> it developed or, you know, Whatever that word is, it it grew into itself. The, I I tried playing with electric guitar and backtracks, and it mm. just fucking ugh. and it's there's a boundary on that, you know. Mm. Unless you're playing your own song, mm. in your band, say your original song, yeah. you can mess with it because the song was born out of the, out of the 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 lack of time you have jamming with you know you as a drummer mm. playing with your bass player and your others. You guys mm. can. You can make that song breathe when you play, play yeah. it live. You know, obviously it's got to have a start and an end. But with cover music and backtracks in particular, yeah. um, I knew that I needed to make money. So I had to do uh, covers. But I, I just hate the, you know, the, the, the feeling of being hemmed in by, you know, by, um, by a start and an ending. And it's just, it's just boring to me, you know, because it's never going to be my song. Yeah. And so playing it, playing it the way it's played on the album and trying to sound like that guy, that girl. Why so, do you want to do that? Yeah. Like, so I, I ended up just playing acoustic on my own. And then I realized it was quite boring. You could see people's reaction. And I uh, took lessons from that. Meaning, oh, that, that song's not working. And maybe, what is it? What is it about the song that's not working? Because some songs will work when it's just the, the acoustic guitar and the voice, right? Yeah. But that's because the song's about the lyric. And um, but for for me, I wanted to get. I just checked it. It's fun. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it was about. 
you know, getting a beat going, getting the moving. So I yeah. got a stomp box from Willem de Beer. Okay. Mainer. <laughs> and and um, it's very cool of him. I got two from him actually. I got nice. I got a thinner one. Uh, it's a custom model. Oh, he made. <laughs> oh, he made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so that that then provided. Oh, he makes cajons and stuff. That's right. right. That's okay, right. Yeah, His company yeah. is called Mainer M Y N E. Ah, right. And, um, right. And so then, uh, you know, you know, I developed that thing where I had to hit the beat with my left foot because mm. I'm a right-hander. So, like Rudy from Akundis, if you see him yes. play. He plays the stomp box, uh, stomp box with his right foot. Okay. But the, but the guitar is jumping on his knee, you know. Mm. But he's only playing chords. Mm. Arthur will handle the lead, but then on Rudy's yeah. left foot, he's got like a tambourine, tambourine or something. Yeah. But no, I couldn't have that it's because I'm because I play lead as well. Yes. And so I stuff. so I learned to hit the kick with my le- with the stomp box with my left foot. Left foot. Okay. And then eventually, um, I got a a buddy of mine, Ralph Sinclair, a good awesome buddy of mine, mm. um. Uh, do you know Joe Martin? Yes. So Joe Martin was playing. Well, I don't know him, but I know he. Yeah, he played yeah. Bohemia Sat, and he still does. Yeah, he's a rad. Yeah. He's a rad guy. Mm. And our Joe was at. He's he's friends with Ralph, and he was mm. playing at Ralph's house, and and I said, "Can I have a go with that looper?" And it was that older one with the two pedals, and I just couldn't. And, I, and Joe had finished playing, and everyone was standing around, unbeknownst to me, they were watching me like beat myself up because I couldn't get this thing right. So Ralph bought me one. Yeah. He was uh, overseas and he, and he just bought me one as a surprise and hey, yeah, give that thing a go. And so I learned, learned, learned. And so that became part of my act as well. Yeah. And then I got a, a vocal harmonizer. And then it's sometimes, you know, some, every now and then someone will walk up and, to me and go, you know, you, you're cheating a bit, yeah? And I go, well, no, no I'm not. Fuck. I'm a one-man band. It's 2019 and I'm not pressing play. Yeah, you, I, know, you I, don't have any backtracks. I haven't got any fake, fakeness going. If there's a bass line in the song, I did it. I played it in. Mm. And if there's a vocal harmony going on, it's actually me. It's built on. No, and that's a bullshit story because you you actually got serious serious talent with vocal wise with your with your growls and your guitaring. So anybody that tells you you're cheating, that's like the most bullshit story I've ever heard. Yeah, well, that's just uh, you know you get all sorts of people. Because you like you could say that to somebody when he's he's uh, uh, getting around the fact that he does not have so much talent and he's <laughs> using something to make him better. But you're not using that to make you better. You're just using that to make the sound a bit. Fuller, exactly. Yeah. You know? But I mean, I have learned a lot. Uh, those loopers are badass, man. Mm. You figure out how many, you know, bars, and you end up counting. It's a bit more difficult when you. Uh, when you drug like Steph Norkia and I, mm. we started a thing a while ago, um, and uh, he played this hand sonic. So Steph is now he, he used to play for Dan Petlansky for right. a while. That's and, right. Uh, old band Def Division. He was with Donovan. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. No. Yeah, and he also uh, plays um, drums with with everyone. Really, he's got he's Patrick Kenobi, Kiss the Sky. All right, all right. And then he yeah, plays. Yeah. Uh, That's actually where, yeah, Dean Cachet, my f- uh, f- uh, frontman from the Gambles, he used to be with Patrick Canova. Is he the short guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard short about him. Guy. I heard he's yeah. got a magic voice. Yeah, dude. That guy sings Zeppelin and old stuff like yeah. mad. Yeah, so so Steph plays on a lot of Patrick's tribute thing, like Uri Heap or Deep mm. Purple. He also plays with uh, Raul and the Black Mondays. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got a gig the 13th of July. Raul's 
mold. You probably it. also have a gig, but if you're in Gordon's area, come check it. We're playing with Donovan's new band, Like Water, actually. I like that. Yeah. Where, where are we? Red back? Sky Brewery. That's not with the steam guy. Oh, uh, uh, cool. The gambles, yeah. 13th of July. Mm. Hey, my brewer, but they check my... Yeah. <laughs> I'm selling my gear as well. I told Jonathan, hey, can I pack my gear? Yeah, I'm selling hey, my, you can. <laughs> I'm selling my, my, uh, my PA, my band PA, because I just played so many solo shows, mm. and I bought all this gear um, for the purpose of doing a band. Yes, and, and you rigged up solo-wise. And, you know, the original thing, and, mm. and it's... Uh, they're so few and far between, and I've got to pay rent, and... Mm. I'm just checking my calendar quickly. Dude, 13th is a Saturday and I'm in Bloberg. What time are you guys playing? It's uh, well, around 10, I'm supposing. In 9, the, 10. At night? Mm. Yeah, man, I'm there. I like it. Come on. Cool. Closing deals here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, so what, in, red, uh, red what? Red Sky Brewery in Gordon's Bay. Yeah, Red Sky Brewery. Like it. I'm putting that in now with, with sure, uh, Jean. Um... Your Jean is J-E-A-N. Yeah, J-E-A, like Jean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jean. Yes. Um, anyway. Sorry. No, no, no worries. Where were we now with the... We're talking about... Uh, anyway, I think we were kind of... <laughs> kind of in between stories. But um, what I was interested... You said that you had a commission. So you do... You write songs for people as well. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about that. All right, so... Um, uh, a chap um, and his wife went through a bit of a rough patch mm-hmm. and uh, um, he wanted to do uh, and then they, you know they worked everything out and mm-hmm. and he wanted to do um, give her a song as a present so um, he asked me to help him write a song so I uh, so he got there excuse me yawning like a song <laughs> bitch um, uh he, you know, I just got him to because he doesn't, he, he, he couldn't do the chords or, or the lyrics even. So he says, "How do we get? How are we going to go about this?" And I said, "Well, just to let you know, I mean, this is quite a personal thing with you and your wife." So what well, I was, this is somebody you know. Sorry, was it? Um, yes. Mm. Okay, sorry. Um, but I mean, it, it, that, I'm just using him as, as an as example. An example yeah. yeah. So he, uh, I got him to write down some some stuff like he would be writing a letter, you know. Yeah. And then we. We worked through that together, and we came up with a, with a song. It's an oh, Afrikaans cool. song. So I've actually, I've actually sent some of that up to Kurt Darren. What? You yeah. what with Kurt Darren? Uh, that song because it's it's not it's not ter- it's not bad. Oh, you okay. okay? And it's I mean I tried to get um, Gian to sing it, but Gian was is under contract with his um, label. Okay. And so he couldn't do it. So okay. so I ended up singing it and. Um, I wouldn't want it to, you know, to be released yeah. with my voice. So I just thought, put Kurt Darren is getting um, <laughs> there's a, all this flack for, for, for getting some lyrics. And I yeah. thought, ah, oh, fuck it. You know, let me send him a song. Do you know him? No. Oh. But uh, I got in touch with his management. Okay. Management. And I'm, um, I had a few emails. I'm still waiting. That's something okay. in the pipeline there. I don't know who else to, to, to give it to because... You always want to give it to someone who's got a bit of a name. Excuse no, me, you're sure. and, and and you're not going to send it to oh, any of the singer-songwriter guys. I'm not saying that Kurt doesn't write his own stuff. Yeah, but he's in a um, he, he's in a kind of a niche where it's quite popular. Yeah, popular Afrikaans, you know, yeah, yeah. where guys like Kian or 
Koeus or Anton Koeusen or any of those guys. That, that, I mean, so I, I alternative stream. I can't ever see them singing anyone else's song unless it's a cover. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. they just singer songwriters. Mm. So the, um, I, mean, I wouldn't set it to Steve Hofmeyer because. That's a moral dilemma. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the guy, and I, but it, it, there's just a lot of things like, flying around him that like I, don't, I said, uh, it's a moral dilemma. Yeah. Okay, yeah, is that what moral means? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I don't know about morals. That's shit. <laughs> so um, anyway, any other interesting commission things you can think of? Stuff, jobs that you've been doing, uh, ads, maybe. No, uh, out of the ad yeah, thing. Okay. Um, and what you, you went to Africa Burn? How was that? What yeah. did you do there? Hang on, I'm still trying to think about the commission thing. Oh, right? sorry, man. No, sorry. <laughs> just so many things here and then everywhere. Oh, there was a. I did one uh, for someone in Dubai. At, um, it was a. I think it's a. A children's book type thing. Yeah. Or, or it was a website that sells kids. Uh, like toys and shit. Yeah, like yeah. I did. I did one of those. And, Africa Burn, uh, I did as a part of, um, there's a band called, they're not even a band, they're, they're this cool mixture of uh, these brothers-in-law, one guy's an Aussie, yeah. and um, and the other guy's a, a Pommy, yeah, yeah. and uh, they have a, th- a project called Soul Hoover, where the uh, author is the musician out of them. The, you know, the proper musician. Oh, sorry. Life uh, t- <laughs> is the other guy. L-E-I-F. His father's Norwegian, but he's Aussie. Uh, um, Life Life is uh, the managing chairman, director, fish past of a place called uh, F. What is it called? I forget the name. Oops. Um, uh, sustainable Livelihoods. There you go. Yeah. Where they, they basically help people look after themselves. Oh, right. Um, and it's government funded, and so they um, they hired me for a thing where they did this um, anti-Trump song. <laughs> you should check it out. Sol Hoover. Can yeah, you fucking believe it? Yeah, you know, and that the, is crazy. They've got a um, a song called uh, Hair Force One. Yeah. And, and and I'm and I'm gonna I'm kind of rapping on that. Okay. Well, and there's a music video on YouTube as well. Check it out. Sol Hoover. Yes. Uh, Hair Force One. If you see a guy dressed up with a um, yeah. all in black with a like Mexican death mask and a hat on with no hair, that, that's me. And with a dime with a black dime bag guitar, that's yeah. that's me in the video. I didn't want to really have myself my face out there because well, I've got family in America. And, I, and now you're telling everybody. Yeah, fucking <laughs> time's gone on. Have a listen. Have a look. Okay, cool. It's pretty funny. The lyrics are great as well. Uh, Arthur wrote, Arthur, no, Life. One of them wrote them. I yeah. think it was Life. Um, anyway, they um, they did a project where they traveled the whole country and they uh, went to townships and they found um, talent yeah. uh, in these townships. And uh, so they got uh, four mu- four singers and, uh, and Arthur wrote music and um, they put the... They put the... Um, songs together and recorded them in the township so which I think which I find pretty bloody amazing yeah. so there's um, some uh, major and then two other folks uh, who sang that and I, so I was hired in the backing band so yeah. uh, I went up to Africa Verne 
screw my bloody car up on the way there. Yeah, oh, my word. Africa burn, I mean, it's my only time. Yeah. I don't think I'll go back unless someone else drives me yeah. or they fly me in there because, I mean, it was cool, yeah. but my car was already messed up before I got there. Shit. I only had third gear. Shit, man. And so when I got there, that's all I had on my mind, but we did a couple of gigs. Mm. Um, so we weren't paid, just to let uh, everyone know, because yeah. Africa Burn isn't a, yeah. a paying thing. Yeah. It was it was really fun, though. Mm. And I did an acoustic set there, and that was really cool because I closed my eyes and I was playing a couple of songs. So when I opened my eyes again, the whole tent was full of people. Lacquer. Just, just watching, sitting down and watching. Jeez. Anyway, so that project is called uh, State State of the Nation, I think. Mm. Um, and so uh, that's really, really interesting. And then also you played with Simon Portland. Absolutely. What yeah. a drummer. What a dude, man. Yeah. Tell me about that band. So Simon, I met... Oh, fuck. Just a quick one, how we met. Yeah. Uh, Simon Portlock is the drummer of Lithium. Yes. The mighty Lithium from the 90s. And yeah. they're back together now as well. With uh, Kevin Rule on lead guitar. Yeah. Um, we met at the same place, upstairs, or Jacob's Ladder in uh, Stunnenbosch. Yeah. And we uh, headed off because we liked all the same music, man. Fucking Motley Crue and Poison and, mm. you know, but all, all through the rest. They went into the grunge thing and I was still into death metal then. Though. That's, that's, <laughs> that's another thing. I can, I can love a Mariah Carey song and I can love a Rammstein song or a, mm. or a Stevie Wonder song and a Deicide song, you know. I, yeah. I, 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 uh, the extremes are there. Yes. Anyway, so Simon, uh, friends for a long time. And then uh, he, he, there was a biker rally. Someone asked him to put a band together to play. Mm. So he called me and we've just been kind of jamming. So we don't jam as much as we should. Yeah. Um, but life happens, you know. Mm. But I love playing with the guys. And then it's just a duo. It's just you always oh, we got the we, we got the duo at him. Mm. Where he plays cajon and I play uh, guitar. That is, ah, cool. really, that is really fun. Because that's our classic rock. Dude, that, that is... I love that. We did that... Um, at George Bacon's um, uh, wake at the yeah. uh, Aces and Spades when that happened. Mm. I was there and I played a bit on stage for that. And then uh, when we closed down, Simon and I sat on the curb, on the pavement outside. Mm. Uh, actually, Simon sat on his cajon and did his thing. I was kind of on my haunches mm. and we were doing fucking Metallica. Metallica. And there was a whole crowd of people around us singing along, you know, like, sit yeah. you can destroy, awesome. you know, like just on acoustic, you know. Jeez, so we, magic. yeah, we do that. That That's called uh, V-Lock. That okay. little project's called V-Lock. V-Lock. Great and, name. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, For Union Portlock. Yeah. That's right. And Simon and I also have a band um, called Book. Yeah. Um, bunch of, what is it? Bunch of chops. Yeah, it was Bunch of Chops. But I like the I like the K instead of the C, so we we got a band like that, a uh, bunch of chops, and then uh, with Warren Vates on the bass guitar, so mm-hmm. talented baby. I got a lot of bands, man. And yeah. then there's another version of that with uh, Nick Caper on bass. Okay. You know when when Warren can't make it, then uh, then Nick will be there. Then I got a band with with Nick and Steph, mm-hmm. Nick Caper and Steph Nokia. Yeah. And then I have a band with. Uh, um, Nick and Steph and Warren 
Mm. That band's called Chirality. Also covers though. There's no. Okay. So there's maybe too many names, I guess. <laughs> Caesar Machine, Craig V, uh, V Lock. Um, what did I say? That one was Hawk. Yeah. Um, Shit. It's uh, a yeah. lot of projects yeah, to no, keep no, track no. of. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And then um, yeah, that's. But you write originals. As I well. do. Yeah. And what's your kind of what's your outlet for that? Do you sneak them in at gigs or some some of them I do. I mean, yeah. there's a song called Bella. Um, there's a song called One of a Kind. I play every now and then, and uh, there's another lawnmower. I've got a lot of music. It's just uh, mm. you know I, I would only be doing that if I could. Yeah. But we live in Afrique du Sud. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> where people for you people out there who don't know what Afrique du Sud is, yeah. that is. Um, Norwegian for um, Zorstroming. What's that? <laughs> that doesn't sound cool. It's not, it's French for South Africa. Zorstroming, I, I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, mm. is fermented herring in a tin. So it, they, they can Jeez. it and then it, it ferments in there. Apparently it's a delicacy, but when you open the lid, it, it just makes you want to honk. <laughs> because it, it ferments so badly that the tin starts breathing you know what I mean it, 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 oh, I know it's a delicacy but it's also something Jeez. it's like a jackass type thing they actually make it dude and uh, people buy it so but oh I, I guess word. you know they reckon that when you open the the, the, the can you must be outside yeah. because it's pretty you might safe. vomit yeah. You, yeah there's videos on YouTube of people eating that shit and vomiting jeez that is rough anyway a lot of bands um, and then and yeah and then also, uh, uh, f- did you ever play with Brios? We were talking about Brios. Oh, uh, Brios. Yeah, well, Brios and I jam every now and then. Is it? Yeah, like he also calls like Cajon mm. and he also um, uh, plays like a drums. He, he, his main thing is, um, his main thing is sound engineering though. Yeah, yeah. Very talented sound engineer. sound engineer. And um, he, you know, he does a lot of stuff with Arnu, mm. Karistens. And he uh, mixes, and I mean, he yeah. he's bad. At, he he works at Sound Generation, like a company in yes. in the Holderberg that um, hires our gear. You get commission for plugging these things. Was I was I doing that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Prez and I live together yes. in a house, so I just know that if he gets work, he can afford his rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, my friend, do you feel like there's anything you you did not talk about? Anything you would love to get off your chest? The main uh, the main thing I'd like to get off my chest is is that um, I've just spoken crisscross for the last I don't know hour or so. Yeah. And is it how long's it been? And it was long. Yeah, Yeah, it's long. Yeah. And um, and uh, there's obviously a whole bunch of other variables in there, and I've skipped across a whole bunch of things. Well, we I'll, can definitely do a part two sometime. Well, when I'm, I'm in your region, I'll, I'll knock on your door. <laughs> come on, come on, do <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've mentioned people, and I've not mentioned other people. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, whenever I talk about these things, I, I like to give thanks to to helping hands on the way, and it's... Yeah. And it's it's hard to on the spot just remember to, everyone. So, yes, exactly. so if there are, if there are people listening to this that um, that don't hear their name, uh, I'm sorry I didn't remember it. But and you, you are, are appreciated. You are absolutely, yeah. and you're loved as well for for doing that, for laying down um, 
little roads and paths and things. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, yeah, I think you and I need to have a jam one day because for the, for amount, sure. the amount of time we've known each other, yeah. um, we should definitely get a bloody jam on, yo. Let's hook that. No, I'm, I'm, all for, I'm all for hooking random jams. Yesterday mm. I had a jam with Tim Parr. Rad, I've yeah. met him, man. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He look, he I met him at Strab, and then we were kind of connecting, and we said, like, yo, whenever you're down in, Cape, in CT, give me a call. So he actually did, and he came through yesterday, and we had a fat jam. He's, I mean, he, look, he just, like, uh, we, our paths just have, haven't crossed, and he just looks and uh, like like someone I'd very hang with. I mean, yeah. I saw a picture of him and Dion Detoy on, uh, you know Dion Detoy? I don't know him, but he told me about Dion. Dion is the Dion is such a badass man. I mean, yeah. I'd love to be in a band with him, and it's just how life happens, you know. Mm. You you uh, you you gotta. You can't jam with everyone. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, I, I like... mean, he's in Gordon's Bay. I'm in Somerset West, and yeah. it's just you know you got to keep your ship floating, and mm. and so mm. so so. Uh, I mean, I'd love to, but I'm good friends with Dion. He's a he's a magic dude. And if Dion's friends with Tim Paul, then yeah, then I'm gonna be like absolutely, you know, That's smoking Tim, the conversations and stuff. Tim is a legend. He's uh, got... You know who else is a legend? Is yeah. Willem Prinsloo, yeah. Willie P. Why does he sound so my Willie P. Drummer as well, but like producer extraordinaire. Uh, he was with Scalabrock. Absolutely. Yes. Good memory. Yeah, yes. he was with, uh, with Dion and Scalabrock. And, uh, All right. And, um, and Willem and I, a lot of my original stuff, uh, Willem has got to do with. I mean, my favorite songs are co-written with Willem. Mm. And also, um, um, also uh, you know, just ideas of his that have turned into things. You know what I'm going to do? I might make a medley for you so you can play it. Nice. I mean, you can, so you can edit some shit out of this and then yeah. play it and, uh, and sure. go with it. Thanks, that's Craig. Cool, that was hey, great. John, thanks so much for having me. And great. Hello, Amal. <laughs> Bye, like a gesprek with Craig V. Um, hij is a joker of note. He's so over at Rechtstaan for a grapje, Rechtstaan for a lach. Um, a free and medelevende dude. But um, niet nie om zelf opbouwen met allerhande worries. Word dit en dat en nie. En, um, ja, definitief wat diverse muziek smaak en dan ook diverse talent en aanleg vir muziek het, verskye songs, soos wat hy vertel het, soos wat jylle gehoor het van die mal stuff wat hy al gedoen het en mal stuff wat hy nog beplan om te doen. Um, as jylle hierdie uh, podcast deurgeluister het, sal jylle hoor dat as gig die 13e juli uh, by Red Sky Brewery in Gordon's Bay met The Gambles in Like Water, wat Donovan Thuis band is, wat ook al op hierdie Tunes Live podcast was. Ek hoop jylle het uh, lekker geluister na al kreeg wie sy stories en manewales en uh, gaan kyk een show van hom. Dit is werkelijk waar iets om te doen. Hy sit een show op, dit is nie net nog nog een acoustic player, nog een acoustic artist nie, hy staan koppenskouwers uit wat sy um, uniekheid betref. Uh, definitief worth a watch, so as jy hom sien speel in jou omgeving, gaan check hom uit, jy gaan nie spuit wees, jy kan het veel beloof. Alright jylle, lekker bly en tot die volgende episode.
Where did you go? 